Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. Rolling their luggage through the airport gates, at least 5 million people over the age of 12 flew into Britain from Europe between May, when holidays became legal, and the start of September. <laughs> Most of them were British families returning from summer breaks. Almost every one of them will have had to take at least one PCR COVID test at an average cost of more than £90. People are making a lot of money out of an industry that's estimated to be worth £1 billion, but it isn't people in the travel sector. The costs of these tests are being blamed on keeping passenger numbers down. Now pressure's piling on the government to reform a controversial system that critics say has been infiltrated by cowboy operators guilty of a laundry list of bad practice and price gouging. Travel expert Paul Charles of the PC Agency is with me. Paul, you've been researching the costs of all of this. How has it hit a billion pounds? Well, there has been an element of the Wild West about this sector. And we've done some research to look at, on average, how many tests are being taken by consumers entering the UK. And we estimate that uh, each arrival has taken an average of 23 tests, PCR tests specifically, when they come into the UK or are coming into the UK. So they have to take a pre-departure test, of course, which can be an antigen or a PCR test. And they also have to do a day two test wherever they're coming from, which has to be a PCR test. Of course, some people are also taking day eight tests and day five tests to release PCR tests. So when you combine all of those, put it all together, crunch the numbers, you find that there are some 11.5 million PCR tests that have been taken since May the 17th, and that's just in Europe. That doesn't include longer-haul arrivals, and that's how you get to a figure just over £1 billion. So it could, in fact, be more than a billion pounds, Paul. Oh, I think it's very likely to be more than a billion, but it's based on long-haul arrivals as well. And it just goes to show how rapidly this sector has grown But more worryingly, why there hasn't been more oversight and regulation of this sector, bearing in mind it's raking in over one billion in revenues. So what regulation is there already? Well, the Competition and Markets Authority have clamped down in recent days on this and have moved mountains to put a lot of resource 
into checking the providers, the 400 providers initially who were on the government's approved list. But even though the government says they're approved, they have backtracked a bit and, and not endorsed all those 400. But there is no real regulator. Nobody is overseeing the sector in terms of costs. No one is saying, yes, there should be a cap on the amounts charged. You've had the health secretary, Sajid Javid, step in to regulate NHS tests, which are used privately. But that is a very small part of the overall testing sector. So it's a major gap, a real vacuum that's been left for consumers. And it's no wonder that uh, it has such a bad reputation as a sector. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's exploded very, very quickly. It's making a lot of money, but its reputation is pretty much down the toilet, isn't it, Paul? You've talked about that vacuum there. Nature abhors a vacuum. Companies have moved in, and not all of them are playing fair, particularly on prices. No, not at all. And uh, I myself have obviously been travelling recently quite a bit. I've been checking out certain providers, ordering tests, Some of them haven't even arrived. They've taken my money. They haven't delivered the tests. Often tests are delivered late because test providers can't cope with the volume of people who've been traveling over the summer. And more worryingly, consumers have been concerned by test results not arriving on time or in advance of them taking a flight to even leave the UK to go to another country. So in so many ways, the sector, the testing sector, not only is it unregulated, but it's also just got a, leaves a nasty taste in the mouth in terms of the professionalism and the quality around it. And there's no sign of testing disappearing completely, I'm afraid, in the future. I think the government is going to keep relying on some form of testing, both antigen, lateral flow and PCR. And that's why this industry needs to be cleaned up. Can it be cleaned up? How quickly can it be cleaned up? And if it isn't, how's that going to affect the travel sector? I think it can be cleaned up if you have the right management of it and you have um, ministers focused on it and ensuring there is an oversight body specifically focused on dealing with testing. And there's no one person, no single person who is being held responsible for how the testing sector is developing. It's raking in a lot of money. Many of these tests, of course, are not even sent for variant testing if they're positive PCR tests. And it's all part of an overall system which consumers have lost confidence in. So I hope we're going to see major changes come the next checkpoint review, the global travel checkpoint review on the 1st of October. Is this stopping people taking flights? Yes, without a doubt. People have been put off by not only the high costs of testing and an average of £90 per person, but also by the hassle and the faff of getting those tests. It's pretty stressful, even for those of us who travel a lot, to try and work out which tests you need, both leaving the UK to go to another destination. But crucially, the two, the minimum of two tests you've got to take to come back into the UK. And once you're back, those pre-departure and day two tests, it's, it's full of hassle. You're stressing at a time when you should be relaxing if you're on a holiday. You're having to spend a lot of time thinking about where you're going to get those tests, the forms you need to get to prove to the check-in staff before you fly back to the UK that you've done the various tests. 
And it really isn't conducive to recovery in the travel sector. So that's why the system can't last. It's deeply unpopular. And it would be a vote winner for the government if they overhauled the system significantly. There's more on this story in the newspaper and at standard.co.uk. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.